This is Heather Colby of Ideas for Real Estate, and you're listening to Dish and Dirt with Gary Pickford, South Carolina's only podcast dedicated to the real estate agent's craft. And greetings and welcome back, everyone, to another outstanding and award-winning, not really, episode of Dish and Dirt. I'm your often opinionated but really wrong host, Gary Pickering, coming to you from Blair Cato Pickering Castle beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, this, the second week of November 2022. Now, before we begin with our incredible guest, Heather Colby, who's back for another week, I do want to give you all a quick reminder and update about some of the events that we have coming up for the real estate agents. So first of all, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Krista Mashore, she is one of the most sought after and greatest real estate coaches of all time. We just gave us a free marketing seminar a couple of weeks ago, and she is coming back to Blair Cato via Zoom to do another marketing workshop for real estate agents. Now, we originally had her scheduled for November the 10th, but she had to reschedule due to her incredibly busy schedule. As I said, she's one of the most sought-after speakers in the entire country. And so she's decided to give us a much longer session, and we're going to schedule that on December 6th. I believe the time will be 1 o'clock. We'll confirm that shortly. But we'll have the same link that's already below, the one that you probably already have. It's going to stay the same. It's in our show notes below. And remember, whatever time we schedule, and it probably will start around 1 o'clock our time, you need to be signed on and ready to go at exactly that time. Because when Krista starts, she starts strong and she goes for it. You don't want to miss because she's going to give you so many action items. Hands going to hurt from writing them all down. Secondly, November 18th for our Camden, Lexington, and Columbia agents, we have Garrett Maroon and Tyler Wilson. They are going to be live in person in Lexington, over our good friends at Palmetto Mortgage, are going to let us use their space. And they're going to have a workshop called the Serving Not Selling Retreat. You're going to learn how to build your business through the power of the relationships you already have. And as we head into this recession, and as many people believe we're already in this recession, having those relationships sell for you is going to be more important now than ever. The number of clicks that you can buy are going to go down. Cold calling is not going to work. It's the power of the relationships that you have built with your family and friends that's going to survive and help you grow and thrive in this market. Now, this retreat is going to be from 10 a.m. to around 2 or 3 p.m. in the afternoon. It will include lunch. The cost to reserve your seat is only $20. But Tyler and Garrett are so convinced that you're going to like the seminar that at the end of it, they're going to refund you your money. Or you can donate that money to our wonderful organization that we work with, the South Carolina Military Family Care Association. The links are below, so don't forget to sign up. Seats are limited. Seats are open to every single real estate agent. So you need to go ahead and sign up today before seats are gone. Lastly, we did have this same seminar originally scheduled for November 17th in Greenville. Garrett's and Tyler's schedule is is unfortunately conflicted for that date. So we are going to reschedule Greenville. We'll bring y'all... Uh, Garrett and Tyler sometime after the first of the year. Be on the lookout for more information about that. Now, let's talk about this week's Dish and Dirt. Heather Colby is back for a second week. We were very excited that we were able to get enough time with her to get two weeks of Dish and Dirt with her. And if you listened at all to last week's podcast, and if you haven't, I strongly advise you to go back and listen to that. She is a marketing machine for real estate agents. She's a guru at it. And last week, she discussed your crappy websites and why you need to update your websites. A lot of us have just letting our websites go to pot because we're so interested in social media. But your website helps validate who you are. And when your website looks like crap, it says a lot of negative things about you. If I have to search for you and can't find you on the website, or if I can't find your telephone number, or I have to fill out a form to email you, 
It irritates the crap out of me. And if it irritates me, I can guarantee it, it irritates your potential clients and they might just move on to somebody else. So definitely need to look at your crappy website. And secondly, she also went through the five-step check-in and your marketing. Now is the perfect time to do that five-step check-in to make sure what marketing you're doing is right. What is right, you need to expand on and double down on that. What is not working, what you're, where your ROI is not very good, you need to abandon and do something else. And so she talks about that in her five-step check-in. Today, she's going to give us 10 amazing strategies to jumpstart your marketing. And as we've talked about the recession coming on, everybody needs to be jumpstarting their marketing. Not a single agent out there can say their marketing is absolute perfect and they don't need to do anything to it. Listen to her 10 strategies to jumpstart your marketing, and it's going to certainly help position you for 2023. And finally, as a bonus today, I am going to share with you some very good news. I learned at a seminar from Stuart Title on why South Carolina might actually avoid some of this real estate downturn that other states are seeing. Now, do not misunderstand me. We are and will continue to see real estate downturn, even in South Carolina, even in Columbia, Greenville. Doesn't matter. The markets are slowing. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But it appears that maybe South Carolina might avoid it being as bad as it is in most other states because of some of the factors that I'm going to share with you today. A lot of good news. You're definitely going to want to hear about that. Before we start with Heather, please like us, share us, and subscribe to us. And now let's jump back in with Heather Colby. Well, before we get our topic today, one thing I like to do on Dish and Dirt is start by asking our guests to give our real estate agent listeners one thing that you think could help the agent be better in their craft. Okay. This is the one thing I say all the time, and I've been saying it for a long time. And it might be surprising because I am a professional real estate marketer. But when it comes to marketing, you want it to be effective, right? You don't want to waste your time. You don't want to waste your money. You want to connect with the right customers. And so agents feel the pressure to do it all. Mm -hmm. I have to do this type of video. I have to do this type of marketing. I need to do this type of event. And when you do too much, you're not doing anything well. So actually pare down your marketing, choose one or two things, get really good at that, be consistent with it because that's what it's going to take to get results before you move on to the next. So like we mentioned websites at the beginning, maybe your website is someplace that you're focused on for a while. Now that is a long-term marketing thing. It might not get you results right away, but pick the one thing and then move on to the next thing. Because if you're doing, you're hopping from one idea to the next, you're never going to be effective. And it's actually not going to work for your overall business goals. I always say that your marketing strategy, your marketing plan, it has to support that business plan, which ultimately supports your life goals. Maybe you want to sell so much real estate so you can live certain type of lifestyle where you have your business plan for that. And then your marketing plan supports that. But what happens is when you're hopping from one idea to the next, you've lost sight of that bigger picture. You're no longer focused on the marketing that supports the business, that supports your life. And you're just running that rat race. You're getting frustrated and you're not seeing results. So make it simple, pair it back, choose one thing and start there. What's that one thing that could really move the needle in my business? Hey, I want to get sellers in this specific neighborhood. What's that one marketing tactic that if I do it well and I do it consistently, I'll start seeing results from it and then go from there. Don't try to do it all. Don't try to talk to everybody at one time. Don't try to make your marketing do a hundred different things because you're not going to accomplish anything doing it that way. That's extremely sound advice. And I've experienced that myself trying to be TikTok and Instagram mm -hmm. and Facebook and trying to do this and that. And what I finally did is I pared it down to just doing our legal tips through BombBomb. And then after that was successful, then we moved into the podcast. And after that's successful, 
we start looking at the next thing. So I think that's extremely sound advice. Well, today's yeah, topic is 10 strategies to jumpstart your real estate marketing at your mid-year marketing check-in. So we're kind of combining two great topics that I've listened to your podcast on because I think both of them kind of interrelate with each other. So we've done this plan now and I'm ready to go. I'm motivated, mm -hmm. but I just need a little kick in the butt when it comes to my marketing. I need something to help me jumpstart it because I've sat down and done everything. I've worked on the worksheets. I'm ready to go. I just need to just kick me in the butt. So let's go over. <laughs> Go over some of your steps. I know you have a 10-step strategy. And so we'll see how many we have time to get over today because we might want to just save a few for people to go to your great website. Oh, so thank you. Why don't you give us a couple of your strategies to give us a little kick in the butt? Okay. So, well, we had talked about focusing on email marketing. Mm -hmm. Do you want to continue with email marketing or you just want five random strategies? Whatever you want to do. You go. You got the mic. <laughs> I like okay. you. You got so much energy. You just keep going. <laughs> well, this is what I would say. When we're thinking about marketing, we need to think about that customer. Where is the customer? Who is that important customer I need to connect with? And who is that important customer I need to attract? So right. really double down on that. And let's dive into email marketing a bit. We'll just okay. pick one thing because anybody can do email marketing. Okay. You can be a rookie agent, never sold anything, and you can do email marketing. You can be a top producing elite agent with 20 years in the business and this huge team and leverage email marketing. And email marketing is something that another thing that a lot of agents have abandoned. Email marketing gets a bad rap because people see it as boring, outdated, salesy. Mm-hmm. But do we ever think maybe as an industry, we made it that way? <laughs> because, <Possibly. laughs> because you're trying to do it all. So you just right. send out an email. But email marketing still has so much potential. It can okay. be very effective. I teach a lot about social media marketing and social media marketing is great. But let's say you have a thousand followers on Instagram and you post something very relevant. There's only a small percentage is actually going to see that post. And you don't necessarily know who it is unless they like or comment. Or I had somebody in one of my trainings the other day that somebody actually talked to them about their post on social. So you don't have that data mm -hmm. unless you're they're engaging in that way. But email marketing, on the other hand, if you have a thousand people in your email list, you know that it's going to go to all thousand of those people, depending on you know their privacy settings. And then from there, we can see people who are opening, engaging, responding. So you have more data. And it works. It really does work. And it is a forgotten form of marketing that can lead to conversations. Great marketing isn't about the marketing. Great marketing is about a conversation that you're sparking. And we all know that conversations are what lead to closings. So when I think about marketing, marketing is not the end game. The end game is getting you in front of somebody. Mm -hmm. It's getting you to develop that relationship for you to talk to that person. You know, we're in real estate. It's not like you're selling some impulse purchase online. That's a $15 thing that people just buy. People need to talk to you. They need to get to know you. This is a process. So great marketing helps lead you to that. And email can be an effective form of marketing if you make it consistent and relevant. So I have five. I actually have 10 costly email marketing mistakes. Right, but we're going to share just five. Okay. So I'm going to start with actually... My sixth mistake, I'm going to hop around a little here. Okay. And I think this is why a lot of people don't like email marketing. It's because you guys, and you've gotten emails like this, it is lame content. Like I will come out and say it, the content is boring. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. It's not something that people are interested in. And that was another thing in real estate. Okay, I need to send out my newsletter. I need to do my drip campaign. And you were trying to cram in content, but people weren't engaging because it wasn't quality content. So when we think about quality content and sending emails, you really have to get into the mind of that person to be able to say, what could I send to them that is going to help them? Because I'll tell you right now, cleaning their kitchen counters with vinegar, cleaning out their gutters, things like that, nobody cares about. (laughs) (laughs) Changing back your clocks. Those go in the garbage when I get them. I don't don't even, yeah, I don't care. Exactly. So I did a podcast um, a couple weeks ago, and it was about uh, a new email newsletter for your sphere and leads. So you have to make sure it's relevant, relevant content. And I have a little framework where you hook people right away. You have core content that keeps them interested and engaged. You build your local expertise by highlighting your local community. Then you get into real estate because we want to be there with real estate information. And then you end it with a strong call to action, encouraging somebody to do something, whether it's to respond to a question, to reach out to you. But like you said, when you talked about the just sold posts, it can't just be like, hey, work with me. (laughs) You ready to buy right now? How can we warm people up and keep the conversation going? Mm -hmm. So that's the first one, sending lame content. Now, my next thing with emails, as this is a mistake a lot of agents make, is that their emails don't necessarily match their agent branding. So when I talk about branding, it's not just colors and logos and which headshot you're doing. It is a total representation of you. So if you are sending out an email, that content is actually direct communication. I feel like people forget that with email marketing. You see it as just mass marketing. And then what happens is people who receive that email don't feel special as well. You need to think about your email marketing as this is genuinely a message coming from me. So does the content represent the quality that I want to send out? Does it represent my professionalism that I care about people by not wasting their time? So that's a big thing. So when you're thinking about it, representing your branding, it's not just colors and logos, making sure you're showing up that way, but are you proud of the content? Does it match who you're trying to be as an agent? That's my next tip. Um, <laughs> I... I hate to use up one of my five on this, but it's so important, but I feel like I have to. You have to be consistent with email marketing to work. It can't be, I sent one email once. I sent it for three months. It didn't work. I tried this drip campaign that didn't work. You have to be consistent with email to work because you might have somebody in your email list that maybe bought a home from you five years ago. They've been getting your email marketing for eight months, a year, two years, however long this is. Remember, email marketing should be a part of your ongoing marketing strategy. And then they respond to you one day and say, hey, I'm ready to list my home. Because they were continuing to get that information from you. Maybe they hadn't even engaged yet, but at that right time, you were talking to the right person with the right message. And that's what email marketing can help you do is connect you when it matters most. So you have to be consistent with it. And if you have an old email list, maybe you've never really gotten into email marketing or it's been a while. Another tip for everybody is to make sure you re-engage your list. There's nothing worse than just all of a sudden getting an email out of the blue and you're like, who is this person? (laughs) Why are they reaching out to me? So re-engage and be upfront and say, hey, it's been a while, but here's who I am. Here's what I do. And here's how I can help you. And then set that expectation. What can they expect from you moving forward? Are you going to send them a monthly email newsletter every month? 
set that expectation so they can look forward to it because hopefully you're showing up with some value. You've got that local information, the real estate information, the core content. So you're showing up with value and that adds a layer of accountability to you. So I say, give yourself a newsletter day. Maybe it's the first Tuesday of the month, the second Saturday, pick a day and stick to it because that sets expectations for the people getting your email. They know, they might not know it's the first Tuesday, but they know at the beginning of the month, I always get it. And then, you know, that is my deadline. I need to have it done for. So definitely being consistent is huge. Um, Another tip is to make sure that you are maintaining your database. Ooh, another thing that's not that fun to do. And I know people get frustrated with CRMs. I've sat on the tech advisory councils for two of the big real estate CRMs. So I am very familiar with CRMs and the challenges (laughs) agents have with CRMs. So if you're somebody who actively uses a CRM to manage your transactions and your daily communication, make sure you are doing that. But for most agents, that's a lot and they're not really into that tech. So if you need to just have a spreadsheet that you're updating, just like we did with our reevaluating your marketing plan, that you're updating, make sure you're doing that. So for some, this might be daily. If you're an active CRM user, you have the app on your phone. But for most, it's probably going to be updating that spreadsheet weekly or at least monthly if you're sending out a monthly newsletter and put everybody in there, their new customers, the new leads, the new industry contacts you've made. And if you do it weekly, it'll be fresher in your mind. And so you can make sure you are staying connected to those people. This is essential. I see agents so many times get excited about a new CRM or email marketing. How do I import my list? Are the CSV files, the fields matching up? And then they don't go back to it. You have to keep adding to that. Been there, done that myself. Exactly. (laughs) We all have. You got to keep adding to that list. And when we think about adding to your list and maintaining it, for some, this is going to be new leads. So how are you getting new leads in? that is growing your list? Or how are you going out in the community, maybe doing some more traditional marketing, meeting people and adding to that list? Whatever works for you, we're making sure we're adding to the list. So that is four right there. And Mm -hmm. I've got to give you my fifth one. Ooh, this is a tough one. I would say looking at all of my 10, (laughs) you can listen to all my 10 on the podcast is this is a really good one. Not asking for engagement. That's actually number eight on my mistakes. Not asking for engagement. This is a mistake people make with all kinds of marketing, even on social, when we are posting and doing things like that. We always expect people to engage with us. Oh, I posted this thing. I shared this thing. I sent this postcard. Why am I not getting the results I want back? You need to be specific to people. And it's not just call me to work with me. We might need to be nurturing people down the sales funnel. We might be just strengthening our relationships with the people that we already know. So we want to ask for engagement. An easy way to do this in an email is to just end the email with a question. So maybe we think about the content for that month. Let's say you were talking about a new development coming to the area. It was interesting from somebody who lives their standpoint, ties you into the local market, local real estate. We've got this stuff that's happening personalize it and say, your CRMs will let you do this. Insert their name. Name, are you excited about this new development that's coming? Maybe I can't help but wonder what kind of traffic issues this might create though, building this new thing in that area. Do you use that way to commute? It seems very like natural, Mm -hmm. very real. Ask a question. If you say, hey, you excited about this? Nobody's going to care and respond back. 
right. they might feel like, oh, maybe you remembered me a little. It was just general enough to apply to a lot of people, but, you know, specific enough to not seem totally out of the box, totally out of the blue. I mean, and the tip I have for this for asking for engagement is remember, we're trying to get people to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I think people feel like robotic when they do this or weird or salesy. Real estate agents are so good about talking to people, right? That's why a lot of people got into the business really good about talking to people. So just think about if you were having a natural conversation with somebody, what would you ask? What would you say back to them? You said this, they said this, what would you say? And then end it that way. Now, there are times in emails where you want to be more salesy. So give people a direct thing that you want them to do. Is it to schedule a showing? Is it to book a time for a buyer's consultation? You know, it's going to depend on that email content and the goal of that email, which was one of my other mistakes that I won't get into to give it away. But your goal too can influence how you're asking for engagement because what you're trying to achieve with that email should be very clear to you and to them as well, because they want to get something out of it too. It's not just what is this random stuff? It's for a point. Fantastic. Well, Heather, I told everybody when you came on today, you would have so much information. We could go on for hours because, quite (laughs) frankly, you do have so much great information. I've really enjoyed spending some time with you today. And for all of our listeners who want to get the remaining five, guess what you get to do? Go to ideasforrealestate.com because, as I said earlier, it's a phenomenal website. So much great information. Other than ideasforrealestate.com, how would our listeners find you? So definitely follow me on social. I'm really big on Instagram. Everywhere, though, is at Ideas for Real Estate. And if you want to learn more, like you said, head on over to IdeasForRealEstate.com. And I believe in email marketing so much and really providing the trainings and the actual action items for agents to be successful that you can also check out my marketing suite, which is brand new, my monthly membership for realtors. You can go to IdeasForRealEstate.com slash suite. And that has your email marketing for the month, of course, social media trainings, a lot of stuff. July, we're focused on video marketing, doing some live trainings for that. So there is a ton of great information there. If you want to check that out, ideasrealestate.com slash suite, and you can get 25% off your first month with code podcast 25. But definitely check me out there. And you can also tune into my podcast, which is Ideas for Real Estate. And the podcast is great. The website's great. I go there all the time. I'm telling you guys, this is something you absolutely need to bookmark because it is really good information. So Heather, thank you so much for being with us and I hope you'll come back and join us again soon. All right, guys. So in the last few minutes that we have together today, let's go ahead and jump into some of this positive news. Some of the points I really want to show you all about South Carolina, which I think really shows that South Carolina is weathering and will continue to weather this real estate downturn better than pretty much all the other states in the country, other than maybe just a few. South Carolina is definitely a destination place that people are moving to, and this information basically proves it. Now, this information came to me this week from a continual education class I had with Stuart Title. Ted Jones is an economist there. You should follow him on Twitter. He is one of the greatest economists I've ever seen when it comes to real estate charts and news and information. And so this was some of the information that came out of that continual education class. So first of all, South Carolina was reported to be the number five state in population growth. Think about that. The fifth state in the union for population growth. Little South Carolina. From July 2020 to July 2021, we uh, welcomed in almost 60,000 people to this state. That was an increase in population of 1.4% that brings us now almost to 5.2 million South Carolinians. 
I am confident that that number is going to be much greater for the next time they report this, which will come out sometime in the spring of 2023. But I guarantee you from July 2021 to July 2022, there's going to be an even larger increase of people. I have heard and seen estimates already that puts that number at close to 5.4 million people. That could be another 200,000 people moving to South Carolina in the last year. The Columbia metro area, just for reference for you, is now topping out close to 750,000 people, which is a 1.78% increase from 2021. That number has been in the high ones to the middle twos for the last four or five years. Many economists believe that the Columbia metropolitan area will hit a million residents in the next five to seven years. Incredible to see that. Secondly, since February 2020, we have recovered all of the South Carolina jobs that were lost during the COVID pandemic, and we have even added another 2%. That ranks us 13th in job growth, which is way ahead of the number 14 state. In fact, 27 states are still below pre-COVID numbers. Not in South Carolina, we're 2% above pre-COVID numbers. Incidentally, South Carolina lost 14% of its jobs during COVID, which was well below the national, was about actually near the national average. But think of that. We have recovered 14% of the jobs that have lost, were lost, and we've added another 2% in that short period of time. South Carolina job growth, for instance, just in August to September of this year was fifth in the country, and only one of five states in the entire country actually had positive job growth. South Carolina was one of them. The last 12 months, We ranked 12th in job creation in the country with a 4.2% job growth. That's amazing to see South Carolina adding jobs at such a great level compared to all the other states. Now, why are we seeing this? Well, according to U-Haul and Allied Van Lines, people are fleeing big cities and they are fleeing the heavily taxed and overregulated northern states and far coastal western states. And they're moving to South Carolina to escape the taxes, to escape the government, to escape cities, to get to where crime's better. And we know living in South Carolina my entire life, South Carolina is the greatest state in the union to live in. So if you're not in South Carolina and you're listening to this, you might want to consider moving here because it is incredible. I'm sure there's a lot of great real estate agents listening to this podcast would be happy to help you find a house. Last part of this. Inventory is starting to creep up. We're now over the three-month level. Obviously, it's not the way we would like to see inventory creep up, uh, but it is now over a three-month level. That makes it a much even market between buyers and sellers. And we are also starting to see a decline in South Carolina house prices. Year-to-date, prices are down 10.1%. While some of us would look at that and go, great, the value of my house is decreasing. As a real estate professional, that is actually pretty good news We need house prices to go down because interest rates are going up. And if house prices go down, it helps the affordability so more people can actually buy houses and create business for all of us in this market. So a lot of great news there. Appreciate Ted and Stuart Title for providing that to us this week. And that's all the time we have today. Appreciate Heather Colby being with us for the past two weeks. If you like what you're hearing, please like us, subscribe, and share us, particularly with other agents that aren't listening to Dish and Dirt and don't know how cool this crazy little silly show is. And please come back again next week for another episode of Dish and Dirt. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you then.